0: Welcome to Launch, the GCC podcast. I'm your host, Marty Durin, Director of Communications for the Great Commission Collective. We're a global network of churches partnering together to plant churches and strengthen leaders. On this episode of Launch, I'm joined by Nathan Scroggins from Gospel City Church in Granger, Indiana. We're going to be talking about relational health, and he has a lot of good things to say about what it takes to come back together after the pandemic, for instance, And learn to be in each other's presence again. There is a danger of isolation. He talks about that. And there's a need to come together in a way that is helpful and that restores relationships rather than messing them up or continuing to keep people isolated or apart from one another. So we talk about this a lot today. Nathan is on the Leader Care Team with GCC. So if you need information about that, please reach out and I'll help you any way that I can. back to Launch. I'm really glad to have um, Nathan Scroggins. He's up at Gospel City Church and uh, he works in their counseling ministry. And he also is on the leader care team for GCC. So um, Nathan, welcome to Launch. Thanks for being here, man.
1: It's so good to be here, Marty. Thanks for having me.
0: So uh, you told me just before we went live that uh, you're, you're married, you have a couple of kids and a Labradoodle. Uh, what are some other significant things that uh, folks might, you know, that folks might want to think about that you know that this, they know this guy knows what he's talking about, besides the fact that you have a Labradoodle?
1: <laughs> yeah, the Labradoodle adds a lot to it. Uh, <laughs> but a, a lot of what my background is, Marty, is I was in the military for eight years, served out at Fort Bragg in North Carolina. I got to serve on a special operations team out there. So communication relationships were obviously very important in the conduct of military operations. And you have to trust the guy really well that you're serving in a foxhole with or deploying with or, you know, in all those things. And so after military, I went on to get my undergrad in counseling and education at Master's University and then my MDiv from Master's as well. Learned a lot about relational stuff there. All of my background, all my elective classes we're in uh, counseling, um, and so I got to run the de- Department of Biblical Counseling out at Masters for a while under oh, the wow. leadership of John Street and some others out there. And so had a lot of fun doing that with the counseling ministry out there and, um, you know, was recruited to go out to uh, Harvest Bible Chapel under Garrett's leadership and mm. um, got to learn a lot and be mentored by Garrett uh, in the way of counseling and relationally and, and all those things there. So I got to serve under him for about uh, four years in Chicago, and then was recruited to come out here to uh, Gospel City Church in 2015, where I've gotten to serve in a couple of different roles, executive pastor, and then now uh, serving again as the uh, pastor of care and counseling. So we have about 2,000 people in our church here uh, on a regular basis, and I get to oversee, um, you know, multiple uh, counselors that we've been able to train up over the years to help handle a lot of the relational issues that we have you know, as a result of just the sinful world we live in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of relational health, um, that is what we're going to be talking about today and uh, specifically uh, related to pastors and staff. And I mean, it has been one more year and a half for most people who are in church leadership. And um, I, mean, I saw just yesterday that David Platt, who pastors a huge church in Virginia, like multiple campuses, thousands of people, uh, having to address a specific, uh, I'll just use the word uprising for lack of a better word, at one of sure. the campuses uh, where just all kinds of stuff had gone sideways with a group of people. Um, and, and those things tear at our relationships. Uh, they, they tear at our health. And so um, talk a little bit about Uh, First of all, when we say relational health, give a good definition of what that even means.
1: I think when we talk about relational health, we're referring to, honestly, uh, interpersonal interactions that are growth-fostering or mutually empathetic and empowering. So we're talking about really just investing in one another. We're looking at how do we care for one another. Scripture says we're to consider others as more importantly than ourselves and so relational health is going to be determined by the level in which you you decide you want to love somebody else as more importantly than yourself and helping them uh you know build their relationships with other people as well so at some level the foundationally it's just loving others as more importantly than ourselves
0: um do you find that pastors struggle with um relational health amongst their elder board, their elder bodies, uh, amongst their staff. Um, Is there a lot of tension there that comes as a result of not having good health in relationships?
1: Yeah, I I think so, Marty. I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of guys just as a part of the leadership care team. I've talked to a lot of guys over the last 18 months, honestly, that continually feel they've failed or disappointed others. Uh, and when they feel as though they have failed someone, it, it leaves them feeling guilty and shameful. That guilt and shame, obviously, is a result of some of it's between their relationship with the Lord. Some of it's their, you know, overburden. Some of it's their being overworked. Some of it is a number of different things that they're not monitoring in their own selves. And I think Garrett uh, addressed in the podcast earlier just the vertical health or vertical relationship we have with the Lord. And and some of the the relational health we have with each other is a result of not monitoring and paying attention to our own vertical health, or our own relationship with the Lord. And so, um, but we've talked to a lot of people that are just tired and Mm -hmm. due to their own hardships and due to COVID and all the things that are going on, churches and people are trying to figure out how to respond and how to respond well uh, by not over-responding and you know, elders—they come into an elder board, um, having, you know, their own families, their own businesses, their own companies, their own um, relationships that they're conducting throughout the week and on a regular basis—and mm-hmm. they bring all of that into an elder meeting. And it's hard to escape that because that's who we are as people. God has designed us to be relationally, and we bring relationships and in, into each relationship we have with other people as well. And so uh, personally, I've, I've too found that uh, that the weight of others um, has weighed down my own soul. And, and I think we all carry each other's weights differently. And mm. ultimately, though, it's due, you know, some of this health that we're talking about or the lack of health is due to the need for an increased personal uh, vertical relationship with the Savior.
0: Mm. So. COVID, uh, the pandemic, the things related to that, um, you know, regulations about opening and closing and regulations about whether you should wear a mask or not and how far apart you're going to sit and worship and all these things. And I mean, and some of that stuff is really almost uh, American because you talk to Canada and it's a completely different thing. In some parts of Europe, it's even a complete more different thing. I think in Ireland that there was a period it may still be going where I mean it was like two people couldn't get together. It was the strictest that that I'd heard of so right. we're we're where we're becoming more aware I think of how that particular dynamic is affecting people, but there's sure. other stuff in culture too there's other stuff that people are dealing with on a regular basis it's, it's out that starts outside the church let me say it that way that starts outside the church mm-hmm. sometimes winds up inside the church. Um, so, what are some of the needs that you're seeing related to relational health that maybe are, are uh, being brought in, or antagonized, or whatever from out, from outer culture?
1: Yeah, I'd say a lot of the things that are being brought in, uh, I, you know, and I would hate to to be at a place I, I, I you know, I uh, with Dave Harvey and the role that he has, trying to manage and help build relationships amongst multiple churches in multiple states, like you said, it's so hard to try and figure out which state is carrying which laws and who has what freedoms and don't. And then you Mm -hmm. go international, Canada has so many different restrictions. And I just believe as relational people, we were designed to see each other's faces. Mm -hmm. And so having masks on our face, I mean, it just honestly creates tension between relationships. And then as a result of these masks, whether you wear one or don't wear one or if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, some states now say if you are fully vaccinated, you could actually not have to wear a mask. And, and yet sometimes people still look at you funny and and there's the relational tension that you carry into that, whether I'm going to the grocery store or whether I, you know, all the things that we carry and, and want to participate in, like I said to you earlier that we got to go camping in Indiana, just being outdoors and away from people and Mm -hmm. hiking and in the rain with my dog and my family, <laughs> like it's just an amazing time to not worry or not think about all those things that we have. And, and so again, I, I think some of the things they carry into the relationships are, are their own tensions that they face. We live on the Michigan, Michiana border. Mm. And so we have people in our church that will come down from Michigan who have a different set of laws and rules that they're, you know, carrying and weights that they're carrying as a result of being in Michigan. Uh, Indiana is a little more open, and or a lot more open, actually, mm. and are, are able to conduct relationships more freely in that regard. But I think um, when we talk about our, our horizontal relationships, our relationships with each other, if, if, we, if your horizontal relationships are struggling, it may be an indication that your vertical relationship is lacking. And so I think if we're paying attention and we start to see the struggle in our own vertical or horizontal relationships, we ought to really pay attention to see where our vertical relationship with Christ is. Um, because at the foremost of relationships in general, we have to have that solid relationship with the Lord, with Christ, spending time with him in the abiding nature of what he's asked us to do from John 15. And so I think the thing that people carry into it most is uh, honestly, the, the lack of relationships sometimes with the Lord that they need in order to conduct good uh, horizontal relationships.
0: If um, if someone, so um, as people are coming back together in some places, um, what are some of the things that you would recommend and, um, and feel free to just off the top of your head list, a few things, this doesn't have to get sure. too deep unless you want it to <laughs> um, as they're coming back together and, and they feel the the weirdness of being back in each other's presence. So I remember when we were, we first went into lockdown so much and, and uh, everybody was getting on zoom. There was a guy who, who uh, on Twitter, and this was so like deep and thoughtful to me he said part of zoom fatigue is the you're aware of the constant presence of each other's absence. So right. zoom reminds you that you're not actually with the people that you're talking to or any tool like this. So we're coming back together and there is that uncertainty. What can we do? What are, what are maybe some practical things that people can do to restore or ensure or rebuild or whatever, relational health, just as a result of uncertainty, not necessarily a result of things are whack. Just, they just don't know.
1: Sure. Well, I think a lot of things that we can do, a touch is still important. I think, you know, whenever you shake somebody's hand or touch them on the shoulder, I mean, we're not going to get COVID because we do that. And if we, (laughs) if somebody does have, you know, COVID or a cold or something, I mean, that's what hand sanitizer is for. So mm-hmm. if you're, if you carry hand sanitizer in your pocket and you're that fearful of getting COVID, like, don't be afraid to touch them. And then afterwards it's okay. Like wash your hands. Um, we do that in, in flu season and cold season anyways. Mm-hmm. So, but I think touching each other is, is important. There's just something about the relational aspect. When I, you know, put my hand on the shoulder of a guy, when I'm praying for him in the lobby of our church, that just means a lot more than me standing six feet away, even if we're wearing a mask and I put my hand on my shoulder, it just means something. So I think don't forget the power of touch. Um, don't under, I think don't under influence the power of just being together. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think so much time has been given to isolation and separation. And when we talk about isolation, by the way, that is the, that is the, one of the number one ways that Satan uses, um, you know, Satan uses as a tool in order to help divide the church to cause division, to cause is through isolation. And we see it in the, honestly, in the uh, wild kingdom, whenever uh, a lion is trying to take down an animal in the wild kingdom, he isolates in order to separate from the pack and then he can take down the sick or the weak. And so don't forget about the sick and the weak. So isolation, don't, don't get isolated. Don't forget about the sick and the weak, make sure we're visiting them. We're going into their homes as we're coming out of this thing. We have to really pay attention to those who are hurting and suffering relationally, emotionally, so that they don't go further down. And and the more that we can help them, the more that they're going to be able to help others as well. So off the top of my head, honestly, I think touch, um, you know, paying attention to those who are hurting and suffering and don't undervalue the the context of just being together. Mm. Even if you feel like you have to wear a mask, don't condemn people who wear a mask. Honestly, that, you know, like we don't want to judge people who are wearing it. We don't judge those who aren't. If for some reason they're feeling unsafe for doing it, like just let them. And I think at some level, it's a weaker brother issue. We want to be able to love them through that. Uh, One of the uh, passages, honestly, or one of the, in scripture, when it talks about, uh, in 1 Corinthians uh, 13, when it talks about the gifts, right? I think Mm -hmm. so often we, we see those passages as here's what all of the gifts are. But I think there's also a good reminder in there for us. We could have all of these gifts. We could have all these things, whether it's preaching, teaching, no matter what that gift is. It says that if we don't have love, we have nothing Mm -hmm. and we're a noisy gong and a clanging symbol. So I think it's just a really good time to demonstrate the best way to love one another. Mm. And honestly, that builds relational health, that builds relationships. And the more we sacrifice for others, the more they sense and feel it. And then they're willing to sacrifice in return.
0: That's excellent. So you're at, uh, you're at gospel city and you work uh, on staff and you work with counselors that you've trained. So how's gospel city organized, uh, to try to build relational health among the staff and in the congregation?
1: Yeah. So first amongst our staff, um, even before COVID hit, I think the Lord had been preparing us and our church for some, for some things, uh, you know, in an effort to build the context for uh, relational health, Our our pastor, Pastor Trent and Wes actually created our very own Gospel City core values. And those core values have been instrumental for us in terms of understanding how to keep relationships in front of us rather than being something secondary. I think so often when you're running hard in a church, it's easy to make relationships secondary because you're just trying to get things done. Mm -hmm. Relationships with your coworkers, I mean, Um, because you're so focused on relationships with people in the church that those who are serving next to you, just like our own family members, right? We can tend to hurt the people that are closest to us. And so uh, we wanted to make sure, and, and Trent and, and Wes did a good job building out what our core values are. And just quickly, here's our core values. Let's see, here's a test now that it's off the top of my head, right? So, <laughs> I thought you were reading it off all, dude. <laughs> 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 So number one is uh, we authenticate the message we preach, um, meaning We believe and preach the gospel to ourselves every day first, and that we model that message with humility uh, so that we're maturing disciples in Jesus. We want to authenticate the message we preach. We don't want to have a life that lives contrary to what we actually say or do. So that's one of our core values. Number two is we maximize the greatness in others or maximize the greatness in people. We want to be a multiplier, not an accidental diminisher of those that are next to us. And we spend time in in staff meetings, honestly, calling out the genius in others so that we can focus on what they're doing and how they're growing. And rather than, you know, just giving a download of what we accomplished that week, Mm -hmm. because sometimes those downloads end up being more of a, it feels sometimes like it could be more of a self-glorifying thing because of the the ministries that you're accomplishing Mm -hmm. and that the Lord is doing through you, then it is... So we want to focus on maximizing the greatness in other people, and number three, we colla I almost forgot. We collaborate as a diverse team. Uh, we, we want to make sure we're collaborating, and we want to we want to make sure each person is doing what they're designed to do, what they were made to do, um, and that we are all competent at most things. But we want to embrace our dependency on the group, and and uh, understand. You know, if I need something related to small groups, I don't have to come up with it. Our small groups pastor can actually accomplish those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I need something related to communications, I don't need to develop that. We have a communications director that actually can do those things and, and accomplish it. So we collaborate and come to good conclusions as a team. Number four is we simplify for focused alignment. We want to make sure we're just simplifying everything that we can so that our alignment is going to be more uh, specific and focused. And some of that we say less is more or know the why before we get to the how so that we can actually simplify for focused alignment. Number five is we communicate with clarity. We wanna make sure we're defining the when, we're defining the why. We display the scoreboards so that we can actually keep um, keep the goals right in front of us. So we communicate with clarity. Number six, and this one's probably been key over the last 18 months and through the COVID series or COVID you know, um, saga, maybe we would call it is uh, we adapt in pursuit of excellence. We want to make sure we're adapting. And so we had to adjust a lot of ministries, a lot of different things. Uh, Rather than having a meet and greet in the lobby of our church, we went to calling, you know, 20 to 30 people in our church every week in order to make sure we had good contact Mm -hmm. uh, with people. So just that adaptation in pursuit of excellence has been really key. Over this last uh, season and then seven we replicate for broader influence we want to make sure we're replicating the ministries if we're doing something good we want to replicate it and set it up so in a way that it's being replicated mm-hmm. and be a, be a talent magnet rather than you know in giving those things away rather than just trying to hoard it to yourself for and so those are some really key things that we've been able to adapt as a staff and mm-hmm. we do core value shout outs and staff meetings we do core value shout outs over texting to make sure we're paying attention to the others around us and calling out the greatness and the good things that everybody else is doing. And so that's been a really good relation, a relationship builder so that we can focus on others.
0: That's fantastic. Well, Nathan, uh, I'm glad that you're on the leader care team because it's obvious that you care and you've got some good, uh, you've got some good insight and helps for folks. And uh, I'm really excited about that. Uh, thanks for hanging out today. And, uh, if you're listening and you're a GCC pastor, I want to remind you, uh, that you do have access to the leader care team and, um, they're, they're listed on our website and you have a password for that. And if you can't remember any of it, then uh, you can email me and I will hook you up. So, uh, thanks Nathan again. It's good to have you, man.
1: Thanks Marty. It's always a pleasure. Love you guys.
0: Thank you for listening to Launch, the GCC podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, why not take a moment to do that in your favorite podcast app? Also, rate and review the podcast when you get a moment. That helps us with search results and recommend us to your friends, maybe other pastors that you know who will benefit from the content from this podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our website if you haven't done that already. It's gccollective.org. That's gccollective.org. And there's a lot of helpful information. There's articles. There's how you can join the GCC, whether a church planter or an existing church, and plenty of other content that will help you grow spiritually and encourage you in your leadership journey.